What up, y'all? This is Brittany. I'm Mandisa. And I'm Jamal. And we are your hosts of... We're your hosts of... And we're the host of... Living Millennial. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. A podcast where you'll be hearing three different perspectives and emerging stories from three different millennials on everyday life and trending topics. Hey y'all, welcome back to Living Millennial. This is our first of a series of episodes called Someone You Should Know. Um, our very first guest is writer and film director Taylor Chanel. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? We're good. good. Morning, morning. So I'm sure y'all can hear the excitement in my voice right now. Um, and I just have to tell y'all that the first time Taylor and I spoke on the phone, it was like friendship at first ring. <laughs> <laughs> Um, immediately I told her that we were friends and that's because immediately I felt her energy, her vibe, everything just through the phone. Um, and you'll soon understand why she's someone everybody should know. Um, she's just, she's just a queen y'all. So, (laughs) so, uh, Taylor, so let's start with where you're from. Ooh, ooh, and uh, and where do you reside now, and what brought you there? I'm currently in Atlanta. I just made a year in October. Uh, I came here to actually pursue film and the TV industry a little bit more. It's not very active in Houston, mm-hmm. and right now Atlanta is the place to be. Ooh, that's actually, that's very true. That's all I keep hearing about is Atlanta right. and black people in film in Atlanta, so... Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like almost as soon as I came here, things started popping off, like with me meeting people, like literally I can meet someone at the grocery store and they're somehow like tied into the industry. I actually wow. found my first employee on a flight to Houston, um, flying from Atlanta to Houston for the holidays. And we, she was sitting next to me and we were talking and she was just saying she was in between jobs and I was telling mm. her everything that I was doing and I just hired her on. That's, that's, that's wild. That's so dope. Yeah, it's crazy. That, uh, that makes me think of in our last episode, we were talking so much about connections and mm-hmm. how, um, even just the three of us met Brittany, myself and Jamal. And it's so, it's so crazy just how opening up and having a conversation with someone in a completely normal space on an airplane, in a grocery store, in a parking lot, right. you can meet someone who can be your future employee or someone who can just open up doors for you. You can open up a door for them simply mm-hmm. by just like opening your mouth and be like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. Let's talk. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And I have one of those like friendly open personalities. We just started talking it up the storm immediately. Yeah. That's dope. So let me ask you this. And I'm mostly asking cause I know me and I wasn't always like that, but so is that, has that always been your personality? Like you're always just open to talking to folks or is that something that you had to come into doing? No, I've definitely always been a, a stranger lover. Like I will, <laughs> I will go up to anybody and spark a conversation. Just exactly how me and you got on that phone that uh-huh. first time, and we're just we talked for like over an hour. I can like do that with anyone. Yeah, we were on the phone for a, a bit too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was it like, got, it got personal and uh, out of business real fast. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? It did. It did. But the other reason why I'm like, let's get this part out the way. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know me. So that's awesome because that's a learned behavior. That was a learned behavior for me, especially coming from Chicago. 
um, coming into oh, San yeah. Diego as a transplant, I'm like. If somebody's just randomly saying hi to me, like, I'm like, what you want? You're like, what? what yeah. Want? How can I help you? What do you want? I ain't got nothing right. for you, you know? So, but that's super dope. So tell us a little bit about um, some of your business ventures going from, coming from Houston to uh, to Atlanta. Okay. Um, so right now I'm currently um, working with my production company. It's called Creative Collective, shortened to CAC Studios, just so it can roll off the tongue a little better. <laughs> um, we have we just finished shooting our first original film, and it will be screening soon in Atlanta. I'm hoping for um, the end of February, but it may be about an early March date. Right now, we're still in post production, so we're we're waiting on the, the premiere date still. Mm. Uh, but we're excited about it. Um, as far as my members go, you can join up to be a member of the company. And if you are a content creator yourself, um, you can reach out to the team and uh, submit any like scripts or concepts that you have. And we evaluate them. And if we decided something that we want to take on, we'll actually take production on for you um, mm-hmm. or for our members. So anything from finding the locations that they'll need for their concepts, the um, any props, any characters, we help out with all of that and actually shoot, record, edit everything for them. Um, and also another incentive we have to join up as a member is if you are a content creator and you already have content that you have created, you can upload them on our Amazon Prime video platform and we will pay you for every view that you get. That's amazing. Damn. I was so happy securing that deal because <laughs> I see, you know, I have a lot of just personal friends who, you know, post on their YouTube channels and mm-hmm. post on like a different platforms, Vimeo and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they're not getting paid. People are, you know, viewing them. Like I have a friend who has over 15,000 views on, on his um, YouTube channel, but mm-hmm. he's not getting paid for it. You know, YouTube, you have to reach a certain threshold, mm-hmm. I believe. I believe, I don't know the number for sure, but I want to say it's like something outrageous, like 50,000 hits or something like that mm-hmm. before you start getting like advertisements and yeah. things like that. So with with, with my um, streaming deal, you get paid per view. Um, and that's like, okay, and you can still post a, across multiple platforms. Like you can still, if you have subscribers on your YouTube, you can still post on YouTube. There's mm-hmm. no exclusivity clause. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just, I just always suggest, you know, just promote your Amazon Prime channel because that's the one that's paying you. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have anything published on the landing page just yet, but I have members who have submitted their uh, content that they want me to publish. So within the next two weeks, I'll have the landing page active for uh, just potential people who are interested to just browse through and see what type of content we have. So you can upload episodes, you can do seasons, you can do standalone uh, videos, music videos, all kind of things. So it'll be what my vision for it hopefully is like a sort of Netflix marketplace for original content creators. Ooh. That's dope. Yo, congratulations right? on Thank that. you. Thank you. <laughs> and and adding I that. I told y'all I'll be working every day. I literally focus on Creative Collective. That's awesome. So what actually inspired Creative Collective CHC? 
Um, so this is where I guess it would be my like sob story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all we all got one. <laughs> um, I used to be a flight attendant, and mm. when I was a flight attendant, uh, it's a very like lonely job. Um, so when I whenever I was like in the midst of traveling, you can be gone for like six days at a time, and you're just living in and out of your plane in your hotel room Mm -hmm. so it got it was really lonely for me so I was like well what can I do to like make the most of this because this is an awesome job and but I'm over here miserable so Mm. I've always been an avid reader always been a bookworm Mm -hmm. you can catch me reading like at two years old I was reading like five books a week (laughs) (laughs) at two a little dramatic but I've always been a bookworm so I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I can start um, doing like book reviews, but video video blogs. Mm-hmm. So make it interesting. Use my uh, free traveling benefit and do like on location films. So for example, mm-hmm. I was reading a book about a pilot who crashes off the coast of, I want to say it was England. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, you know what? I can fly to England, do a, a video blog, reviewing Ooh. the book, and maybe showing some places that are mentioned in the in the book and right. things like that. Um, so I started getting that in the works, but then my mom got sick mm. and she needed a caretaker for two months and the airline wasn't willing to accommodate me. Wow. So I was like, well, I'm choosing my mom over being a flight attendant. I'm already halfway miserable right, doing right. it anyway. Yeah. So I went, I had to turn, you know, um, voluntarily terminate my, uh, employment mm. to go take care of my mom. So, like, in that time span, you know, being at home, not working, I was just miserable because I am, like, on the go all the time. And to just be being stagnant for those months, mm-hmm. I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, what can I do? What can I yeah. do? And um, I was just, I had a conversation with my best friend and her mom, she's like a spiritual advisor. And mm-hmm. she actually told me that I should get into writing. She's like, uh-huh. she was like, something tells me that you could be an amazing writer. Um, she was like, try that and see where that takes you. So I was like, sure, why not? So <laughs> I started writing this like short draft of my life and like certain experiences that I've had and um, I actually started looking for like writing workshops and things to go to to just get my feet wet meet people get tips and things like that and um, one of the workshops I went to the uh, speaker she's a a known author uh, Joy Pendergrass she Mm -hmm. actually challenged us to she actually challenged us to um, come up with some type of um, idea to stay connected in the arts um, and so she gave us 30 minutes to write down some concepts and like literally right then is when I started coming up with that and that's just encompassing all art so from writing to music to well that's how I took it um so when she said that I was like well because the writing community really it's not super big a lot of people don't read which is crazy because reading <laughs> Amazing. Right. Um, Reading is fundamental. So it's like we have a specific niche, you know, we stick together and that's pretty much it. Um, If you're not in that community, you're not like really ever going to be. So I was trying to think, but you know, if you don't read, you're not going to randomly just turn into a bookworm. You know, a lot of people don't like to read, which I don't get because for me, I guess because I am a you know, a creator, when I read, I literally put myself in the pages of the book. Like, I'm putting myself in mm. that room, in that, you know, in that situation. 
situation. I'm feeling yeah. those emotions. Like I'm laughing at a funny part. I'm crying <laughs> at a sad part. Like I'm watching a movie. Right. Like how I feel when I read. So a lot of people just get, a lot of people rather just connect to the visual aspect of it. But, right, right. you know, everything, everything comes from words. Um, mm. But yeah, so I just started thinking about ways that I could make what I was trying to do, which was what I was in originally writing a book um trying to get people excited about it because i'm like who's gonna buy this stuff nobody really nobody really reads anymore so i started thinking up well maybe i could uh come up with meetings um and like do like weekly meetings per industry so a group of like-minded people can get together and either create um, together or work on, you know, whatever, whatever, like separate projects they're currently working on, just be an environment to work on that project amongst other people working on similar things, you know, just like a motivation circle type thing. Um, so I started um, planning that out, and initially I was just hosting those events in Houston. I had a launch uh, for it, or Creative Collective. In, in Houston, uh-huh. and things were going really well. Um, I had an amazing turnout at the launch. I got really excited about the future and things like that. <clears throat> then I started um, speaking to Brittany. You already know this part. I'm not going to shed too much <laughs> light on that aspect of the story, but <laughs> I did get involved with someone who uh, was basically trying to convince me to move to Atlanta because the market was so much more and musicians mm. and you know everything that I had orig- 
originally uh, started out to do. Yeah. So that's where we're at. We're in the process now uh, of like film production and everything is what our primary focus on. Um, but this is probably a little too early, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> I, I did secure a building um, in Houston. Well, I'm still working out the kinks with the city, but um, I should be getting a building where I, I can have like a corporate headquarters where I can have like separate rooms for every industry and then have that green room for the for our productions for music videos and movies Ooh. and things. It's over 10,000 square feet. Um, and it's, a, it's in a, it's in a, small area of Baytown if you're not familiar with Texas it's yeah. a small city um maybe about an hour or so from Houston um yeah. but I I'd love a challenge I'll I'll put Baytown on the map um <laughs> I'll be hosting events and things like that that's a five-year plan though because you know obviously renovations and still have to go through a permit and licenses yeah. and licensing and everything like that but there's big things in the works, um, and it all started just from me quitting a job and asking myself, like, what the hell are you going to do with your life now? Yeah. Like, you just gave up an awesome gig as a flight attendant, traveling free, you know, like, what are you going to do to make up for that? Mm. Yeah. Gonna Movies. open up some other doors. Boom! That's right. what you. That's what you're Definitely, gonna do. <laughs> yeah, I created a whole new avenue. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're not staying stagnant around here. I know that's right. Um, okay, so you talked about um, being a writer originally and writing your book, um, or you know, being in the process of writing your book. So, what does your writing process look like? I know for some people. You know, it starts, it can start with vulnerability. It can start with being offended. It can start from like a dream. It literally can start from anything, right? So, um, again, what does your writing process look like? Honestly, um, I, I just, I pull from real life situations a lot of the times. Um, sometimes I'll see something like driving, maybe like a billboard or something. Like, honestly, yesterday. Y'all are going to laugh again. <laughs> but yesterday, I was playing on Snapchat. It's something as small as Snapchat. I was playing on Snapchat. They have this new filter that makes you, um, it, make, it distorts your face, mm. but it makes you look like, to me, it looked like some type of, like, cartoon character. So, with my face, I felt like the girl was, like, evil. Like, maybe she's very, <laughs> like, calculated. Oh. Maybe conniving. I started thinking of a character, like, right then when I saw my face off the Dang. And I have a friend who's into animation, and I hit her up, and I was like, how would you feel about making a, a cartoon? <laughs> and she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I, like, literally just came up with an idea just now. And so that was literally just last night. So who knows if we'll actually make it a thing. But right. yeah, like it's that easy for me. Like I'll just have an idea and then, and then the, I, the thoughts just start rolling in. I'm like, oh, well, this could happen. And then this could be the location. And then, you know, just like, yeah. like that. And I, I really just pull from what's either happening to me or what I'm seeing. Yeah. And I just go from there. I'll yeah. just build it out from there. Which is so dope also to to be creative and then have other creatives nearby in so many different avenues, like an, uh, an animator. Uh, uh, and, I mean, who knows how many other, other people that you are in contact with because of um, this, this new open door, this new kind of chosen career. Um, yeah, what, what Definitely. is... Definitely. I mean, I'm, I am huge huge on collaboration like I'm not one of those people who are like oh I have to I have to have control 
control of this. This is not like, no, like Mm -hmm. I want anyone who has some type of talent or skill set that could make it great. I want you and I'm going to give you your credit. You're going to see your name plastered everywhere, your face plastered everywhere (laughs) because you put in that time and effort and we're creatives and we want to be recognized for what we create. So I'm not one of those, you know, bigoted people who have to have control over everything and don't let people, you know, have a suggestion or a Mm -hmm. tip, like totally into collaboration, totally into working on, you know, someone comes with me with an an idea, like Mm -hmm. I'll, and I love it. I'm going to try to do my best to do whatever I can to make it real. Like my sister came to me with a movie idea. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote like an outline for a script for her. And I, I think I may shoot it after my next film that I'll be shooting for in May. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I, I want to have content lined up. Like, you know, so that's yeah. why I'm big on collaboration. Um, I'll work with anyone. Yeah. Hopefully, like, you guys, if y'all hear me talking and want, you know, want to connect and have some ideas, hit me up. Yeah, um, so. I'm on all social media networks. Yeah. I'd love to talk. Clearly, <laughs> clearly you have now officially proven why you are someone we all need to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because you are nothing, yeah, girl, you are nothing to play with. And I love that because, so here's the thing, and this is why I think I, um, I admire you so much because we all have ideas, right? But right. it's all about executing them. It's right. all about exactly. actually getting it done, right? Like writing it down, getting it done, writing your goals down, you know, Definitely. assessing them, going back. It's a number of things. Um, and yes, it is a process, but it's at the end of the day, it's all about getting it done. done. And I exactly. love that. Um, and, um, you know, you, you just, you're not letting anything get in your way. You come up with something, you're rolling with it, you're going to find any way possible to make it work. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's a quality that not everybody has. And again, it's, it's, it's definitely admirable for sure. Let's talk about, um, you know, black women in the writing industry and black women in the film industry, especially. How has your experience been as a black woman in the film industry so far? Um, so specifically, uh, just being black, um, I would, I would say it's just more, I haven't really had any negative experiences just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I honestly being here in Atlanta, I feel like I've gotten more like support, um, cause they have, there's so many groups for specifically black women, mm-hmm. black people in film and TV out here. Um, it seems like. Georgia actually has uh, some type of uh, tax incentives for African American entrepreneurs. That's why you you hear and know about a lot of Black business owners out here because the city actually gives tax incentives for oh, us. What? Which let is me great. let me pack my bags. <laughs> yeah, come. I tell my friends who create all the time, come to Atlanta. It's the place to be to start. Anyway, That's awesome. you know, like yeah. it's amazing, and there's so many opportunities. There's so many meetings and mm. networking events and. It's just so much going on out here. I love it. I love it. It's literally growing into the new Hollywood. More people are actually coming from Los Angeles, mm. where that's where, you know, film and TV is huge. That's right. where everyone, oh, I'm moving to LA. LA. Now there are people moving from Los Angeles to now pursue the industry here in Atlanta because mm. of how big we're growing. 
all the tax incentives and everything right. that um, the, the, the state offers. Um, me personally, I was a little worried with the, the election that just passed um, mm. because I wanted I wanted um, Kemp to not like I was like no he needs because he wanted to take away the tax credit incentives for the film industry, mm. which is which is what the downfall in in Louisiana and, and New Orleans was. Um, when I was there and, and they, they took that off with the, with the tax incentives. And then actually a lot of the, the film, um, business that was happening in New Orleans, in Louisiana shifted to Atlanta, which just grew that, um, even further. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, and that sucks because things are going, you know, being so active here to have that fear that he would like actually take away something like that that's so important right. and lucrative to us out here. You know, now I'm hearing talks that he has recanted that statement and he mm. won, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so we will see. Um, I actually have a, um, a conference set up with uh, film, a film industry accountant to actually talk about that um, because oh, if nice. it is taken away obviously i will have to figure out a way to offset that loss somehow right yeah um, so you know when one door closes another one always opens it's, that's always my motto exactly so i'm just waiting on that and we'll <laughs> see what comes from that talk but um, yeah, yeah uh, for right now georgia is the place to be i'm loving it I see nothing but growth and opportunity here. Yeah. And do you do you get a chance to go outside of Atlanta into into other parts of Georgia and and how how different um, is that and and do you do any work out in in um, in parts of Georgia outside of Atlanta? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I live actually in Duluth. We actually shot um, Hollywood primarily in Duluth. A word. Um, we only had one scene in um, the Atlanta outskirts, um, and that was just for like a fancy restaurant scene. Uh-huh. But I've been everywhere. Um, I, I when I first moved out here, I actually lived in Decatur. Uh-huh. Um, it was a little scary for me, you know, gunshots and, and whatnot. So right. I had to move around after a while. But uh, I've definitely I've visited quite a few places um my editor is in Smyrna uh-huh um, honestly every person that I meet out here they they came out here to be in film and to be like no one that I met is literally from from Georgia <laughs> so everybody's spread out um so it, it's given me a lot of leeway to explore and find out different parts of the different parts of the state for sure that's awesome that's kind of how it is in San Diego like None of, uh, like, a lot of us are transplants. Like, I'm from Chicago. Disa is from New, New Orleans. Orleans. By way of Vegas. By right. way of Michigan. Right. True, true, true. Right. Um, okay. Like, yeah, like, my roommates um, were not from San Diego at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and most of my How friends. How long have you guys been in San Diego? Ooh. I've been here for, it'll be Actually, like five and a half years, I've been on the West Coast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been here for just over four years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you guys are both considering San Diego home at this point. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. Not for life. Right. But <laughs> at least yeah. for like five, three to five. Yeah. Look at Brittany, we gotta go into the. <laughs> <laughs> she look 
made me like like <laughs> like we in this together. No, girl, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm going to Atlanta with Taylor. What you mean? Yeah, come on. Well, you know what? I'll probably be moving. I really, really want to try out the indie scene in New York. Um, I want to give myself like, about three more years. Wait, wait, wait. This is crazy. crazy. Every, every time Brittany talks about you and like just says, like just like speaks on your dopeness, I always, and I, for a minute I was like, am I projecting something? I was like, I kept placing (laughs) you in New York. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York has been popping up on my radar <laughs> so much. I've been, I've been looking at the universe like, what are you telling me? Like, yeah, because when you were, I- when when we were trying to you know figure out timing and, and whatnot, and I was like, oh, she might be in the subway on her way to work. <laughs> Brittany looked at me like, mm. <laughs> I was like, girl, I'm like, whenever I see her on the ground, she in her car, so. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it's been on my radar. It definitely has. I honestly almost moved a few months ago uh, with a friend who moved from Georgia to New York. She really wanted me to go with her, and I, I, I really thought about it because um, I started adding um, like different Facebook groups for the film industry mm-hmm. out there, and like talking to different people out there. And the industry seems to be very active, but. I was like, no, you know, you did from Houston to Atlanta randomly and, <laughs> you know, learn your lesson and settle right. for a little bit. Then. <laughs> Slow down, shouty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So I'm excited personally. I've yeah. seen, um, I've seen some of your like behind the scene features on the gram. I'm honestly super excited. So let's let our listeners hear a little bit about Hollywood, what they can expect. Yeah. Let's get them excited. Okay, so the LGBT community should love Hollywood. It mm-hmm. showcases a feminine lesbian couple um, who, they're both in the industry, the film, and, well, the entertainment industry. One, um, Anita Kingwood is an actress. The other, Tina Rossi, is a writer. Mm-hmm. And they decide to move. I have them based in Houston, of course. Got to give pilgrimage to the, to the home base. But... <laughs> They are moving from Houston to Los Angeles to pursue their their career goals. Um, And once they get there, they, you know, experience some trials and tribulations that test their the strength of their relationship. I'm not going to tell you what happens. You guys will have to watch it. (laughs) Tune in. Um, But, yeah, they they. Go through some scandal. There's some scandal in there. Some heartbreaking. There's some tears. Um, it's it's a lot. And then I'm I'm developing a TV series for it now. Actually, um, I have a group of writers who are helping me uh, come together with the script to pitch um, for distribution. Mm. But there'll be a lot more in store past what you guys will see in the film. Uh-huh. So hopefully, um, viewers will love it and get you know so attached to it after watching it that they'll stay tuned to watch it as a series so we will for sure <laughs> i know i know i'm i'm honestly really excited because i one thing that i pulled from our conversation before is just like this is a film 
um, that everybody needs to watch, just like what you said. Um, yeah. And something that it sounds like a lot of people are going to be able to relate to. Um, and that's always, always important is like to see something that's, that's actually relatable. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. I'm, ex- so I'm excited. Um, when everything comes out, I'm excited to see the final project. Yes. I'm so excited. I am at this point, we've been in post, um, for a while now, about two months and mm-hmm. I'm, that's not honestly long, but I'm just, I'm so <laughs> like results based and so like ready like I'm like this is taking too long I'm sick of this I want it to be done and finished and out for everybody to see but you know everything great takes time I'm telling myself like you know patience pace it out I I honestly don't want to rush it being anxious and then it comes out and it looks like crap yeah I feel um, you yeah I'm waiting on it but I'm definitely I'm just as excited I and I've been behind the scenes the whole time but I feel like oh, like, oh I can't wait to see it you know like it's just something about your baby finally coming out you know mm. and just being able to sit back and just be like I yeah. really did that yeah I really did that <laughs> that's super exciting let me ask you about you know any prominent figures in your life or that you see in film right now um, that, you know, really encourage you and, and inspire you at this point? Hmm. Let's see. Well, definitely um, Issa Rae will have to be mm. the number one inspiration right now just because her story is very similar. You know, she had her own series, Awkward Black Girl, that she started first and got it picked up and turned into Insecure on HBO. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's obviously every creator's dream, um, film creator's dream, is to be picked up for distribution. So that would be amazing. I would love uh, the TV series for Hollywood to be picked up uh, for distribution. Um, another inspiration of mine is Ava DuVernay. Love her. Any Woo-hoo! black women in film in general are going to be a huge motivation, inspiration point for me. Yeah. Uh, just because that's where I want to be. That's where I see myself as well. So right. um, I love to look after um, Ava and keep up with her and what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oprah is another huge person, of course. <laughs> Oprah, Oprah, yes. Uh-huh. I love Oprah. You know, the Oprah Network is a goal of mine to have as well. I'd love to have a TV channel. Uh, you know, the I don't know what you know the network name could be, but right. That, that's when you <laughs> as, know. As long as it's mine, it's fine. Right, <laughs> right. I know that's right. That, that's when you know that you have like made it and you have accomplished all the things. When not only do you have shows and and magazines, but you have your own channel where you are creating. Yes content for all 24 hour time slots of the day yeah exactly and you decide what goes on it like it's not Mm -hmm. like you know the main you know the head of hbo where you have to run it past him right Uh, no i want this on my network it's going on my network you know that's that's the goal that's the goal Speaking of Oprah, right. can we can we talk a little tea at the moment though for like a quick oh, second? Yeah, let's talk some tea. So, did anybody see that Love Is was canceled? What? Do yeah. So Love Is was canceled due to like <laughs> some domestic violence oh, allegations no. or something. Yeah. The, the main character? No, it was the it was the the writers, the couples. Um. Mara and I forget what her husband's name is. I'm not the best at giving tea because 
it ain't my life, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I ain't worried about it, but, um, yeah, it's the, it's the couple who created love is, and it's the couple who is based off of. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Mara, cause she was the, she was the creator of girlfriends and a number of, yeah, amazing black shows. And then they created love is after one season. Yeah. And they, they canceled it and it was on own. Yeah. And I just saw that the other day. Here's what, here's what I, here's my thing. Let me just say this really quickly. Okay. Here's what I think. Uh At least on my end, I never know about any of these allegations. Mm -hmm. Until somebody, until it blows up in the media, until somebody makes an announcement and says, this show was canceled because of these allegations. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Right. So you're like, you're basically adding fuel to the fire and you're letting more people know about, you know, about these celebrities' private life. Right. You know, like I wouldn't have known anything until I read about it. Right. Right. So the show could have went on because think about the number of people who, you know, who are in the same boat as me. And wouldn't have known. And, and wouldn't have could, known. It could, it could very well be the circumstance, though, because maybe they could no longer work together because of the, the domestic violence that was going on mm. there, the creators of the shows, and they have, you know, some violence going on between them two. They, they're probably not in the place to create and write together mm. anymore. I could see that. So, Tell you got all the answers, girl. I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> Yeah, because you know I have a group of writers who I'm developing a TV series script with, and if one of us started to fight or or whatever, and we had already started producing and having things underway, yeah. I would have to shut it down because we 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 going hand to hand. Yeah, you know, there, there's no way we can collaborate at this point. Yeah, you would shut the whole show down, or you would replace them like they did Roseanne. <laughs> Okay. Um, I wouldn't want to shut. Everybody loves Love Is. Love Is was very popular. I, uh, I never watched an episode myself, but I got a <laughs> lot of people like recommended me to watch it because you know they saw what I was doing and right. everything. Yeah, I, and I don't. And that's not even you know a dig or shade or nothing. I really don't watch TV. Ironically enough, I am a creator and I don't watch. TV. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> well, that's but because I there's nothing that you need to watch. It. Yeah. So that, yeah i know right and that just shuts down just like like you were saying you know you'd replace the people that that shuts down jobs for everybody else involved yeah Yeah. and that's normally what people like when you see those things especially on social media and you and you see the comments or whatever that's normally what people say it's like dang like you are really messing up other people's employment right because of whatever decision that's why i brought up roseanne because that's exactly what happened she got fired basically um and they shut the show down because of her tweets on her private account um and then they came back and everybody was employed because I guess the audience was fired up enough and made enough noise and was like, mm-hmm. no, like, don't mess it up. It's actually an enjoyable show. Like, don't mess it up mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And they brought right. the show back. Ex- I mean, they killed, they killed Roseanne off. Yeah. off of, she had an opioid oh, overdose. Spoiler yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alert. <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's all, I mean, it's, I don't know anybody who actually watches Roseanne. Yeah, it's it's not real life. It's not real life. I love Roseanne. I used oh, to love that's Roseanne. so funny. But um, 
<laughs> but yeah, so I, I thought that was a pretty interesting decision that they made that. But yeah, but like basically I'm saying this to say you make it work. Whatever works for you, whatever allows your creative outlet to thrive, you know, whether it's yeah. shut everything down or start over, replace somebody, whatever, like it is what it is. But yeah, I was. The show I, must go on. And the, exactly. The show must go on. People still need to create and, and make things happen. Um, I just, I have a certain, I feel some type of way when about gossip blogs and all that stuff anyway, even though I'll be on the shade room. But, um, right. We, we, we got to get the daily shade room tea. I mean, yes. it's a guilty pleasure. To be honest, a lot of that stuff is funny. Most of it I'll scroll right through because it, it's just, unnecessary to know yeah. yeah but some of the stuff that they that they repost actually is really really funny oh, but <laughs> we yeah we get a little sad tea over there but that's okay i brought that up for a reason i brought that up for a reason <laughs> um all right so overall say like I, I think i've said this before and i've definitely was telling mandisa this for a while even jamal too like um you know you you definitely are living in your purpose and and I think yeah. you definitely made that clear to me. Um, you know, you're not letting anything stop you. You rolling with the punches. Um, you know, and the moment you you come up with something, you're honestly. It sounds like you're in the habit to really just get it done, okay. right? Yep. And yep. and like I said, like you really don't get that or hear that from a lot of people, um, especially Taylor. Can you tell our listeners how old you are? Let's talk about yes, that. Yes, please. Yeah, um, I just made 26. I know that's supposed to be taboo, but I honestly don't care to tell my age because I look 12. So. <laughs> Black don't crack. Black does not crack. So Black I don't crack. <laughs> so I said all that to say, you know, especially as Black millennials, we tend to look at our age at our uh-huh. and our young age or other people tend to look at our young age and discriminate against us. Um, but, and you're blowing right past that, right? You're not allowing any of that to, to get in the way. Um, I, I have two more things. Actually, I have three. I lied. I have three things. <laughs> um, okay. I want to, I want to circle back because I think it's important for people to read and especially for, for fellow millennials to share what they're reading. Cause sometimes I go to the library and I'm like, I don't know what to pick up. Uh, um, so can you share right. can you share a title or two of something that you've read recently that you really love and, and think other people should read? Um, yes. Let me think. So I love Women Who Run Who Runs with Wolves. Mm. Um, that's a really, really good book. Mm-hmm. I just listened to I don't know if audiobooks count. Yes. Um, yes. But I you like can... to do like the, the self help, self motivation yes. type book. Um, as audiobooks so I can kind of have them playing while I'm sleeping because I mm-hmm. feel like it's seeping through my subconscious that yes. I do that. <laughs> um, so self-mastery or what is the actually let me get you the full name and not butcher it in right. case the he's hearing in case you're listening author I want right. to give you your correct credit <laughs> and while while you look that up I want to since you mentioned self-help uh, I, I came upon this book from grad school, if you if you haven't read "Daring Greatly" by um, mm. Brene Brown, check uh-huh. that out. I could mail you a copy. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would definitely love that. Love to read that. Somebody was um, yeah. about that. It's actually called "How to Change the Way You Think: mm. Your Journey to Finding Happiness" by Amy Sharp. 
Love it. Okay, okay. It's a good, it's a good self-help book. Um, and I just, like I said, I literally will just put those type of books on um, on repeat while I'm while I'm sleeping and just have them like playing under my pillow and wake up and then do my little 10 minute stretch in the morning mm-hmm. and I'm good to go for the day. Dope. I love that. I love that. I do want you to give some words to other black millennials um, who may be pondering on our idea or even starting a new um, venture in business or creative outlet. Um, just throw some some positive words. Give us some knowledge. Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, creatives out there, if you are wanting to branch out and start something new, um, the one thing that I had to learn is just having ideas is, is one thing, but actually going out and finding the, the right people to connect with, looking online and researching the right materials on how to begin, what you would need. Um, that's literally what I did. Google was my best friend when I started <laughs> out. Like Google will tell you any and everything you want to know if you want to start something. Don't be scared. Don't and don't listen to advice from anyone who hasn't done anything because mm. they'll they'll really discourage you. They'll tell you, "Oh no," or or something like that, and then have you second guessing your your thought. No, you mm-hmm. had that thought for a reason. Make turn it into action and make it a reality. Love it. Yeah. I also I got I got to go back to one thing because you said you made twenty six, which. Uh-huh. It's something I've only heard people in New Orleans say. So that just, oh, really? that, that just made my heart jump right quick. I was like, ooh. Oh, <laughs> she brought me back for a second. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I commend you on your on your dopeness and your and your your entrepreneurship and your your fire really to just go out Thank and, you guys. and you. do what you're doing mm-hmm. um, and keep opening doors for others and, and pushing boundaries and, and constantly challenging yourself um, and rising up to the occasion all the, the all the occasions. Um, I'm actually gonna wrap my second and third points into one last question. Uh, where where can our listeners find you on social media or follow you? or keep up with the film and and check out when it's going to debut oh so you guys can stay tuned with all things creative collective all things hollywood Mm -hmm. on facebook at creative collective well chc studio if you just type that in the search bar will come up Mm -hmm. um, on facebook twitter as well chc studio and instagram chc studio so all three platforms are on there Um, i also have a meetup page um, that I uh, have, I keep updated with when we have like castings or uh, I actually, when I was looking for my writers, I posted on Meetup. Um, and I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with Meetup, but it's yeah, a great yeah, resource yeah. to yeah. find um, people in like the industries that you're involved in. Um, and we're also there under Creative Collective. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And you can so find much. me, Taylor Chanel. Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, I don't really, I don't really let too many people in on the Facebook. Right. <laughs> I know that's but right. But I definitely, I can be found on Instagram and Twitter um, mm-hmm. at Taylor Chanel. 
at Taylor Chanel. All right, you guys. So you officially, officially, uh, you heard from Taylor and you know exactly why she is someone that you need to know, someone you need to keep up with. We have our handles now. So be sure to go follow. Be ready for Hollywood for sure. Taylor, thank you so much for, again, spreading your words, your Mm -hmm. energy, um, your vibes, all of the above. Um, Thank you guys yeah, for having me. No problem. Anytime. I'm, I'll love to come back. We'd well, love to have you we back. We need you back, girl. <laughs> we definitely will we'll have you back for sure. We definitely want to continue to give you a place to uh, promote and share. We need your energy. We, we want to keep we this do. going. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I need y'all. Y'all have great energy as well. You know, to have a great exchange, it has to be, you know, great on both ends. So y'all's Indeed. energy was reciprocative of mine and like I said I'd love to love to talk with y'all again anytime yes and the next time we'll have Jamal Yes. You okay, need, that's awesome. who you, you told me yeah. a little about him. So, right. Hey, Jamal. I love to chat with him, too. And we know how you operate, girl. So, if you say it, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. happen. Yes. Exactly. Manifestation. <laughs> speak it. Speak it. Speak it into existence. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, no problem. Thank you, guys. Yeah. And thank you, listeners, for being here. This is Brittany. This is Mandisa. And thank you for listening to Living Millennial. Yeah. <laughs> We are living millennials. Oh, ba, 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 ba. Be sure to subscribe to our show. Follow us on IG and tell us what you think.